Building Years Podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Yo, what's up, guys? This is The Building Years. This is Jeremiah Watkins. It's your boy, Justin Alexio. And this week, very special guest, Guru Singh. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you, Guru? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for uh, doing the show. We got you locked in. Of course. Ready locked to go. and loaded. Yes. I'm, someone in the face. I'm in the seat. In the hot seat? I'm in the hot seat. You, you know it's going to be a fun podcast when the guest is singing Spice Girls uh, for the audio check. <laughs> that uh, was my audio check music. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I think this is going to be a fun one. Yes, man. I mean, you have to know your Spice Girls repertoire just to, to keep it going. You can start off with the classics, like, I'll tell you what I want, <laughs> and then go into the deeper deeper track. Isn't one of them dead now? Whoa. No? I don't know. I always have to I take them. <laughs> You always have to take so. it there, Guru. I don't think so. You always I have think... to take it to the dead, to the dead zone. <laughs> dead, dead highway to the dead zone over here. No, I think it's just TLC. I don't think Spice Girls are dead. Yeah. Right. Was well, it, well, was it, it was Left Eye and, and yeah, TLC. And TLC. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll tweet this podcast at one of them, and they'll probably read it, right? Yes. Retweet yeah. it for us? Yeah, probably. Yes. Baby Spice. Uh, so uh, you're, uh, you're from Highland Park, right? No, not living. at all. I'm, well, I mean, I'm live, living whatever. in... Um, I'm... Uh, uh, from Texas, born and raised, and moved out to Los Angeles eight years ago. So yeah, I'm from the hoods of suburban America. Wait, do they got that uh, that purple drink out in Texas? They do. Um, yeah. Lean or codeine is uh, not like heavily prominent, prominent, but in the rap game, it's definitely a thing. And there are like, you know, it is real as far as addicts and like you know people just getting like twisted off of it like it's yeah it's really really interesting i i had a i had bronchitis recently and uh i had to uh they prescribed me codeine and stuff like that i kind of get why people like <laughs> get like it's addicted crazy. it put me to sleep like instantly and i slept throughout the entire night and i was like what and then i woke up i was like man i feel way better <laughs> It is a. It serves its purpose. Yeah. It definitely is very efficient in what it does, which is like completely knock you out. Like, yeah. And in Texas over there, it's outlawed. It's felony. It's like oh. you have any any quantity of it outside of anything you like. Um, it's felony. You know, crazy ass charge. You come here to California. And it's a part of the medication list that's on the discount. So you literally pay ten dollars <laughs> for a f like a five like basically liter of lean. And yeah. over there, street the value is like <laughs> ridiculous, and the charges are ridiculous. But here, it's if you have a prescription for it, right? You're, you're, you can almost get like this huge ass bottle for like ten technically dollars. Wow! Because it's on it, once again with the right insurance and blah blah blah. So it's so interesting to see that coming so here. And I was you, like, you've had some lean. You you got. I I, I had in here in California whenever I was sick, and I I, yeah. I was prescribed it, and like. They were like, "Do you want this bottle?" And I was like, "Whoa!" Like, I was like, "No, I don't need that much." <laughs> you get the Costco lead. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't need my lean cup. <laughs> and then I like it was, the, and then I was able to experience that outside of Texas. Wow! And what rapper rappers uh, mix it with like Sprite or something? Is Sprite right? or like yeah. like yeah. Squirt or like yeah. um like all like these fruit, Anything, like, whatever juices like slightly carbonated. carbonated. Yeah. 
Huh. Yeah, I had I got sick one time and I had a friend that was like, I got a whole bottle. My friend was like, I'll give you a hundred dollars for that right now. <laughs> and I was like, I was gonna do it. I was like, this technically makes me a drug dealer. I was too scared. <laughs> Maybe one day. Find, <laughs> give me another month and uh, we'll see where I'm at. Yeah, I know, right? right? Yeah, you need to hit the bottom real quick, <laughs> and then you're gonna be like, hmm, money making ideas. <laughs> Oh, Justin and I have hit the bottom <laughs> yes. plenty of times out here. Oh. We're like, oh, what's next? What else can I do to abuse the system to try to make a dollar to survive in this system? Yeah. What, what's like? What's like one of the most desperate times you've been out here as far as like financially? Like, what was what was going on um, with it you was, at the time? It was. Luckily, I've been able to. I've been able to have other jobs besides acting mm-hmm. as my main job yeah and that's been one of the things i even came out here with so it was basically right when i came out here because i lived in gardena okay and I, I moved out there because of my work and i don't know if you know where gardena is but it's next to a city called torrance but then it's also next east of or west of a city called compton so it's like <laughs> ah. like in this triangle of like suburban but like borderline hood yeah. and like it's was considered the hood and now it's like you know this home like kind of area and like i lived there for a year and like that was like you know i was roughing it and trying to survive out here and like that was whenever i'm like going to workshops in hollywood and driving back over here and like trying to like meet people out there and then drive back like Gardena. wow <laughs> Now, you have a very specific look. I'm going to, for our listeners, I'm going to describe your look. What's what's your uh, ethnic background? My ethnic background is Indian. Indian. So I am Indian, but my look and my culture is from North India, which is on the border of the Middle Eastern cusp of it. So it's near Pakistan, which mm-hmm. is next to Afghanistan. So I do also have a beard and a turban, which mm-hmm. in turn, like everyone already associates it with specifically Middle Eastern right. views, but it's technically Indian. And you're like what, like six three, six four? Yeah, six four, six five, yeah. Yeah. So okay. So six foot four, six foot five, Indian guy walking down the street. Do you get messed with at all <laughs> in like the hood areas or they're like, nah, he's good. <laughs> he's cool. Um <laughs> Good thing is height has always been a thing, and in Texas everyone is huge. Like you go to the you go to the suburbs, everyone's just yeah. a big big guy kind of thing. So like that, you know, obviously you know you, you walking around that helps out a lot. But yeah, I mean it it it's more of a it sets people off because they're viewing someone for the first like me for the first time almost. Yeah, I'm 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 a Sikh. My religion is Sikhism, and it's we're a small population. We're two percent of India. And India is one, almost one billion. Right. So you take two percent of that; it's not that many of, of the whole pie. But um, so you know, we're we're a little anomaly within the Indian and, and the in the Middle Eastern culture. Um, so it's, I'm basically, you know, people are viewing me for the first time, and in turn, um, you know, it's just you know not caught off guard, but, you know, processing it kind of thing for the first time. So I can see that in people's heads. I can even see people getting caught off guard. I can see people do double takes. I can see people um, initially st- say something, like literally be like, oh, damn, like, you know, <laughs> like, it's like. I didn't know that made them that big. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, oh, shit. And then, yeah, I mean, and, and the funniest thing is like kids or like, you know, anything else, like right after the fight, he's big and his mom's yeah. like yes he is big or like yes he is tall or yes he does have a turban or yes he does have something on his head yeah. I'm thrown off when like you came up with this american accent that's another thing well yeah i mean especially in texas i mean california has been one thing but like i mean casting directors have even said that be like oh 
oh, like, what? You're surprised I can speak freaking English? <laughs> like, are you serious? But, like, um, yeah, and that was the one thing. Is like, I get that in Texas, Mr. Casting Director. I don't know why you're telling me this in, in California right now as you're, like, you know, viewing, you know, 100 Indian people that you're not going to, like, you know, see in, in a sea capital. Man, your English is so good. All the way to Texans being like, man, like, I didn't expect you. You sound like you from school. Yeah, and I'm why, like, why, just, I don't have to go to university just to sound. If you're, if you're from Texas, why don't you have, like, a, you don't even have a Texas drawl. No, I don't. Of course not. That's Because I'm from um, uh, cities. Every city is normal. So it's just like, you know, you go to any other city in any other, you know, part of the world. So it's, it's more the suburbs that have that the drawl. The suburbs. And I'm on the cusp. So you can turn it on and you can turn it off and turn it on <laughs> turn it off. So especially, if, you know, for anything that you need to, I can, I got cast and, and, and booked with the, you know, it wasn't, you know, my, my friend knew I was like Texan. So he like pitched me and for GCB and GCB takes place in Texas. So they have me as a Sikh, but with a Texas accent and I don't even have a Texas accent, but like in the show, it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, what you, what you mean? No, no, you didn't do that. Yeah. That was the only time I was like, you know, I, I've been able to use my American accent, uh, but yeah, where they, where the, like the audition or anything else wasn't like in the Indian accent. Like nine times out of ten, it's always like, all right, great, I'm glad you're trained, and I can see you have all these qualifications. And yeah. da, 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 da. no, let's see that with an Indian accent. You're like, ah. <laughs> why can't just use me? <laughs> Love me. <laughs> Um, is, so is that is that most of the stuff that you get brought in for is is stuff with accents and stuff like that like mm-hmm. like for uh, like commercials and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'd say nine times out of ten, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe li- maybe eight times out of ten. But, yeah. <laughs> Do you like that? You feel like you're in a box. Uh, yeah, of course, you're all boxed out, man. You definitely are. <laughs> but ironically, all the stuff that I get cast—I mean, that I've been getting cast for before and whatnot—I've been using more so my. American accent, but the audition would, you know, even for some of those things would definitely even have just the Indian accent or like, yeah. And that's what's, you know, feels weird. Once you get in front of the director, the producers, and they like work around you and whatnot, they know, you know, they'll have you be the American guy or, or the Indian guy with the American accent, but the casting director or whatever, or even the script itself, qual- you know, qualifies it for it like, so all the auditions are now Indian accents, or f- at least for the most part. Yeah. Nice. What? Now where is most of your family at? Uh, well, like, what part are they still? I mean, still I, I'm. It's spread out India and Texas, mm-hmm. and basically from there, like I have you know other extended family throughout the you know, United States, but my mm-hmm. primary family is in Texas. So I go back to Texas all the time. I travel there all the time. How uh, often do you go to uh, India? It's been forever. I used to go all the time, like probably once every two years back until I was like 16. Was it, is it easier whenever you're younger to just yeah. get through everything, you know what I mean? Customs and all that stuff. Not, I mean, main thing was just literally time. I mean, now there's literally, yeah, you know, it's, just, it, it's, it's more it's difficult. A, a, it costs a brick to go and then a freaking, yeah. um, it, and then yeah, it, you if you're gonna do that, then you need to spend three weeks there, you know, two to three weeks. And last time I had three weeks completely off to where I was like, you know, chilling. Like that was when yeah. I was freaking fifteen. <laughs> exactly. Until then, I was wor- since then I've been working every day of my life. So, um, yeah. So it, it it's been this you know conundrum of not being able to go back, wanting to go back to like a homeland that yeah. I mean, I'm not from there. I was born here, but like I've been there a lot. I know a lot about it, but like. I, now I'm getting further and further away from it. Yeah. 
Now, when when you told uh, uh, your family that you wanted to do like like some some comedy and acting type stuff, what was their initial response uh, whenever you said this is what I want to do with my life? <laughs> um, it was it was it was bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I. Like even the thought of like trying to do it and like explain it and coming right out the the bat was like I think I was smarter at that point to like mm-hmm. not really just come out of the blue and just say it, but my mom's like eventual my mom's like the you know the more of a, the figure of like raising me specifically so like that was the one that I'm breaking it to was like hard, um so my planning of explaining it to her was better than just like going like, bah, bah, like I'm going to do this with my life and just go out there and like so uh, I didn't do that but like even eventually when she like you know came to terms and she's like no you, you, know, you should stay here you should do this you know it was, it was you know not fully accepting yeah and it was only until like I started directing my own pieces and like yeah. you know da 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 and like then she's like oh okay you're you're good at this and you're like <laughs> yeah. really it's been like you know and then granted it I wasn't good when I was a kid you know le- learning how to do it so it was only until I was like working on plays and like you know really doing it. and then like I dedicated my first couple of plays to her and like you know I was like mm-hmm. like you know this is for you and and so yeah that was whenever she started appreciating it and whatnot and that the realization for her and me going to los angeles was like you know an a long one and not where like i just like threw it on her but like the acceptance from her and the community it wasn't until you get i get on tv and then like they they are like oh good job and you're like really yeah (laughs) really i like had posters of all these shows i did like growing up and the first time you give me a hug is like is whenever i like get on tv like yeah that's kind of how my grandma was with with me coming out here to pursue comedy and acting did not get it at all she's like you need to come back (laughs) like i'm like like, what i'm like i'm like i'm doing okay out here i'm struggling but i'm doing okay and then finally i i booked a commercial where she was watching it like she was watching it between CNN. It was coming on between CNN, and then she's like, "Well, if you keep getting commercials that, with reputable American companies <laughs> like Chevrolet, then you have my blessing." I'm like, "What?" That's very specific, and I probably won't book another American car brand in many, many, many years. But that's, yeah. Yeah, I've had some family that mostly pretty supportive, but there's some relatives like my grandma that are just like, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. It's it's very interesting, and I'm, I'm glad that you, you can see. I mean, you're being a white guy. I mean, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're getting it from that side as well. I mean, that's, that's interesting. No, I didn't know that like you know for me anyone's you know experience on, on your side is literally like oh yeah my dad's a writer my mom's an accountant my mom's this or my dad you know my yeah. aunt my aunt's so hippie and like da, it, da, 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 da. it's kind of crazy uh whenever you come out here that um you meet a lot of people who just have connections out here and you're just like well, how does that even happen yeah. and you're, there's like yeah my family's like in the business somehow and I, whenever, uh, I mean, the, I think all of us in this room, whenever we came out here, we didn't really know 
anybody and it was just kind of like let's figure this <laughs> out let's let's start going to classes and meeting some people and you know yeah kind of exactly. hope for the best and yeah and that it's, it's exciting but also like oh this is a big task <laughs> at the same time yeah definitely over encompassing in that way to where it's like a lot to do yeah there's literally a lot to do and that's one thing that Obviously, no one, you know, you learn when you get here, blah, blah, blah. But, like, when you actually get down to, like, breaking down of, of the stuff that you need to be doing, if it is, like, pursuing, you know, certain casting directors and then, you know, spending time on improv, like, you know, and spending time on this or working on your short, working on yeah. your script, you know, all the stuff is, like, at the end of the day, you chop it out. That's, like, a f three full-time jobs in addition to trying to make a dollar. Like, yep. Oh, so yeah, <laughs> what's what's like uh, if if we were to like revisit this podcast or listen to this podcast like five years or ten years from now, or even fifteen years from now, <laughs> what would what would um, you be hoping to be doing or like wanting me to be doing like dream career wise? Um, I, I think it it would be the balance. I mean, like there are some seasoned actors out there, like that I that I see like, you know, and been able to, to at least share the time with them and then see what they're doing. Like, Oh, like, you know, I got to see him and he's like 50 and he's still out here and you know, what has he been done? So going through and see, you know, you know, something like that to where you're seasoned enough to where you are character actor. Like, yeah, you know, you are called, you're called for specific stuff. You are called and you're like probably top in that, in that character actor realm. So, you know, that's one way because for me diversifying especially with this industry is necessary like I, so I don't have all my marbles ever in this industry or in in film specifically and if it is in film it's not just an acting it's you know then on the production side uh, or on the directing side so yeah um but right now if I'm only going to concentrate on acting which is what I have told myself I'm only going to do acting side in film is then I would like to do I would like to be one of those like seasoned like character actors like Dietrich Bader is like a friend that I've been able to, or a guy that I've been working on, a friend, like, but yeah, now I look at him, he's like, he gets called, like, for specific stuff all the freaking time. He kills it. He's, like, known. Granted, he has, like, a resume from here to freaking hell, but, like, yeah, and, like, stuff like Matt Walsh or, like, you know, guys who are just, you know, these looks and, and just these comic geniuses within those right. specific realms. So, yeah. Have you, uh, have you, uh, do you, uh, do you know, uh, Jerry Bednob from the 40 year old version? Do you know that guy? He's like, yeah, uh, yeah, the, the old Indian guy. Yeah, yes. He, he, uh, he's like a really cool character. I, I had a pleasure working with him one time mm -hmm. and like, uh, I did like one stand up show where we were both on the same bill and that dude is like awesome. And he's like old man and yeah. he's like still working. I'm like, that would be cool to be working like, in your upper, I actually don't even know how old he is. Upper sixties, seventies, yeah. whatever. I'm like, man, that's that's freaking cool. I so, mean, that's just the longevity of it. So you literally just need to freaking hunker down and just like, yeah, you know, just be here. It's yeah. Now you said you uh, directed like um, some plays and stuff. Yeah, at, I mean, in high school. Yeah, good, good, good thing is I didn't get cast a lot in college. So with my <laughs> my college credit in acting, I had to like do other stuff. So like I did directing classes and whatnot. And, cool. um, was that your major? Was acting? Acting and directing. Acting you, and directing. I think they had one where you can combine them. You basically oh, take cool. a crap ton of classes in both, or whatever, or or the whatever classes in both. And yeah. Um. So, um, I was able to take the acting serious ones and the directing serious ones. So it was like 
you know, really lucky to, to be able to, to get both and not be bottlenecked into one or the other and then just have to compete with everyone. Um, so, yeah, we, I did, you know, we, yeah, you're required to do some for classes, like, you know, shorts, plays and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then I did two plays for like a, a Indian theater company that my friend started. So that was in Houston. So we were up to like, I think, four or five shows. And then I did the fifth and the sixth shows. Um, one was Indian Wants Bronx. And the second one was called Final Solutions. Uh, Indian Wants the Bronx was, uh, Pacino was in that one. Whenever it like, featured on Broadway, it was it's really, really interesting. It's about these two kids and this one lost like like Indian dude in the Bronx. And they like, not harass him, but they're like, so, so like, you don't ever think about like moving to New York, being a Broadway star. Um, Broadway star. I mean, that was the thing is like when you're in 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 any sort of theater school, and when you're you're learning, you basically choose. You you make the freaking Sophie's choice. You you decide <laughs> L. A. or New York. And yeah, that's it. And you know you make the choice, and guys will flip and go there and come here and da da da. But like you gotta yeah, make the choice. I, I really think if you pick one and then you try the other city, it's like it's like too late. It's like you, you're wasting like it's too competitive. You can't be wasting years in a city. Yeah. Um, so what what will push you towards LA? Um, the fact that I didn't get cast in U at my university. Oh. Yeah. Because I was like trying out for all these plays and Shakespeare and all these other mm-hmm. like contemporary plays at like the smaller stages and whatnot. Never got cast for one freaking role. So then I had to like start directing and was like, all right, this guy's cast me. <laughs> <laughs> Um. So yeah, that that was the one to where like I really didn't get cast, and I was like, all right, I can go to New York and try this and not get cast. Yeah. <laughs> or go to L.A. and start self-producing or like you know working you know over there and trying yeah. to get a writer and like trying to you know try to get written in on on that side because that's you know a little bit of flexibility in that way. But in New York, it's just like it's. It's, you know, just as much of the, of the casting here is it's the same casting over there. But like on the stage, I, which I would love, my friend, a couple of my friends are, are Broadway actors, and they're, you know, he's he's a guru. I mean, like I love it. Like how do you, how do you, like like just do a couple takes and then just walk off? Like you know, you need to really get into a role. And I'm like, yeah, I really do miss that part of it. But there's you know a lot of problems with the whole play process that i, I also I heard disagree. like yeah because i've never been in the extensive play process but oh, i hear like process. cast members like they bang a lot <laughs> isn't that true because you're like a round person rehearsing is that all you're worried is is this what this <laughs> entire podcast is about uh this one has been very professional up until now <laughs> no 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 i'm saying i'm saying is, is it just like yo Hey, can we bang over there? Can, 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 can I bang this? Well, because I took one theater class in high school, no, and I, mean, I got to make right. out with three of the girls <laughs> in the class. So I just figure it happens on a bigger scale. This is what Justin brings to the show. Yes, sexual content. <laughs> <laughs> so he thinks about it from from that edge. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's the case with everything because I've been in music. I've been with you know theater as well. So I was in bands and band, like you know. Band and orchestra and and freaking theater. So I was like being able to do all of it. And I think everyone within the, their each realm would just like bang each other. So in that realm, like obviously there's no you know, cross banging, yeah. <laughs> but there's just like you know internal banging. What? So yes, all the theater people will always be like you know hooking up because they're just hanging out with the, yeah like, they're there all the damn time. Like you're 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 and that's one of my faults is like the rehearsal process with theaters is, is like I think too extensive to where like professional 
I mean, I don't know how I don't know how um, like the real real professionals do because I haven't been able to work like on the the big big stages like that. Like in Houston, we have the Alley Theater, and and you know in in obviously Broadway's you know shows and whatnot. What they what they do with the rehearsal process, but I think that the rehearsal process is just so long and so drawn out and so extensive. Yeah, and then if you fuck up the play, you're like. Fuck! You know, what, was like, that, what was that for? I don't, what was that, all, all that? Where and it's like you know, as far as even when I was when I was directing on the small scale and like you know, you're perf- you're doing all this work on the front side for this you know what you what you do on the on the end side and and the the live performance is great as an actor like you know you know it best as well as yeah. an improviser like being on stage and like you you feel nothing else like that and that's the best fucking feeling but like um, whenever you're doing any work like all the rehearsals for me it was arduous and it was pointless and I had an <laughs> argument with my friend you know he was like no I love it I love developing the character I love doing this and I'm like dude I'm the opposite I, I just get it for blocking <laughs> I understand what everyone else is doing and then the night of the show like I'm on don't worry about me like I will be there and I will be 10 times what you need me to be but I'll be there definitely probably tech week and in the run but like two months out like one month out i don't need to be like you know yeah. going going in <laughs> to the scene and getting in why are you doing <laughs> yes dude i'll do the exercise the exercises are perfect for that yes but like you know he's like no i want to really get into the scene and we did a play together and he was like that i i noticed that about you it was like you were just like like going through it but then whenever the show came on it was amazing of course but like for the rehearsal process you were just like turned off like you know just texting in the corner yeah, i don't want to be here yeah like i know my lines it's showtime <laughs> <laughs> now i'm ready yeah <laughs> now you have booked uh, a pretty cool amount of stuff uh let's talk about uh, that for a little bit um what it, what was like uh what was your favorite gig or job that you booked out here and what was the process of getting that i mean the favorite gig is going to be the the main gig which is outsourced mm-hmm. which is a a comedy show um a 30 minute uh comedy single camera so that one is where we were able to film it over long periods of time and and then you know release it kind of along with the release of everything it wasn't filmed live basically is what i'm trying to say yeah um so that was really great because i I had the most time on the show like i got casts i mean we were all all on the show together because we, you know we it was like a base cast and you get to spend so much time there get to hang out and really get to see everything so like as far as film production is concerned like i now can like you know be like all right now i've been really doing it wrong i need to be doing this 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 you know right, like right, a, right. as a setup is concerned you should be just following this certain set of rules that now i get like up there and i'm like all right rehearsals up this is up first shot let's go sounds up this is you know down and you know and moving on so that's really helped me out in those ways and it also helped me out getting you know friends and you know people that you're we're going to be talking to for the rest of my freaking life basically Mm so and the the process of getting that was all luck like for me it was just a lucky lucky thing and that's the the weirdness of this whole city is that you can the biggest role that you're going to get can be luck or can be fake. how how is it lucky um everyone else was called like weeks the base cast was called like weeks in advance like as far as the the before the the first day of 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 you, the the first day of booking, so the base they were they were going through and so the announcement for the casting was out. My agent didn't get it. He didn't get the freaking you know. <laughs> so they're out there for weeks. Like the main guys are all, all like going through this hardcore like screen tests and whatnot. And 
I'm leaving town on Friday, on like Thursday or Friday, and I get a call like, oh, like, and then this is a f- after the fact, like, the, you know, the casting director is freaking out because they need to have so, fill so many roles, they don't have that many Indians, so they start doing bigger blasts, like bigger agents, and like, you know, more agents and whatnot, and like, da 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 da. He finally catches one of those last minute ones. <laughs> <laughs> calls me up i'm leaving town like i'm like fine like shirts and you know whatever like on my way to fresno i'm driving i'll go like you know just there because i was like shoot i gotta go for work so like if he called me the next day i literally would be in fresno the next day yeah and i wouldn't be able to meet so i catch it 6 30 p.m i like walk the last dude in wow and then like and i do this audition and 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 yeah it was just luck that it happened and they cast me off of that cast because then on Monday was the table read. <laughs> they cast you off of that one audition on that one videotape. What? The Friday before the table. That's read. It was like, crazy. It was like the Thursday or Friday, and obviously they were they were auditioning. But like like I said, if he didn't call me, I'd be I'd be. It was I think it was on Thursday, and then Friday was another day that you you can come in Friday or Saturday or whatever. And then Monday was the table wow. read. So I had like a chance, but like if he didn't cast me, like. Man, and you must have killed that audition. <laughs> I mean, that, well, that's the one thing is you have to be good. Like you, you just, that's another thing about coming out to LA. There's so many freaking yeah people coming out here. It's just it's it's, it's easy to to it's easy to take a step ahead of them, but like to really excel, like to really sustain push, it. Yeah, push yeah. it up above that. Like push you really need that. to be able to do that. So that was the one thing is once I got in there and I was like nervous. Once I knew that what the stakes were, and once I kind of got there, and like, and then so yeah, I really like. Started preparing for it. Nice. Yeah. Do you want to do uh, your your segment, Justin? All right. Here we go. Last segment of the podcast. Hollywood bitch slap. Hollywood bitch slap. Oh, that was good. It's basically just a time in your life when Hollywood has bitch slapped you, a casting director at an audition, a show. Just any time. Could, could be anything. Personal life out here. Gosh. Whatever. This chick, man. All right. So... I, I do a lot of I did a lot of work to try to get meeting with this agent. A agent is really you know has a mid level cred, so I'm like excited because I'm nobody. I nothing, nothing. <laughs> I I know none of these. Where's your self esteem? Yeah, nothing, nowhere. I bottom, got no future, no nothing. future. I I think I literally just had you know my um my headshots, and then my friend worked there and at, at her office as like an intern or whatever, and like you have to get a reel done. So like I was like okay I want this girl and he's works there so to get someone like her or anyone else I should you know get this reel done so I spent all this money and time you know months months producing my own reel cutting these scenes like mm-hmm. editing it getting a DP shooting you know da 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 get the reel ready give it to her they like me take me in cool go in for a read like and then I'm in the read with her and um, she's just like she's like. You're good, but like your voice doesn't match your body type, and I'm like, what? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I just don't see your voice. And like, this is right whenever I get into town. Yeah, I'm. I don't know if it was if I did, and I don't know if subconsciously I started lowering my voice because of her, and like started like you know really just like yeah I need to like lower my voice. Or yeah, something. but like it was uh, she, she just was like nope. She just like Can't gave me this self conscious and like ever since I'm never self conscious about anything else and like you know I don't give 
f what anyone thinks about me and like yeah like if you think of how i look great like i'll look more different i'll like you know you've never seen me great i'll 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 be you know i'll wear a turban and then i'll be taller i'll wear colorful clothes like so you can definitely see me like you know if you you know i'm self-confident and like with that and i was like did all this and you're <laughs> telling <laughs> me about my voice yeah. how is that anything you know and like what Guru isn't telling us is when he came into town, he sounded like, Hi, I'm Guru. She's like, you're a great actor. We all know that. We, we that. all know that. But your voice does not match your voice. <laughs> For some stupid reason, you're a great actor. I don't know how you have sold so much. You were freaking death of a salesman. Hi, Willie Lambert. The best actor. <laughs> And I was like, no, you can't just like personally think that my voice doesn't just suit my body, just just, just your opinion, and then not take me. Like, I did everything else right. I got everywhere to this point, and I'm a good actor. Freaking take me. And like, and it was just like the freaking, you know, it made me self conscious. And I was just like, dude, yeah, the city. Like, yeah. But that was the only time. I mean, like, I don't care. Like, I don't get cat. I don't get cast ever. Like, I don't get, I go to casts all the time. People are like, oh, my God, that was great. Like, I'll do two takes, two completely different takes. Oh, that was great. Oh, you did great. I love what you did. Never, never hear from anyone again. Like, Welcome to Hollywood. Yeah, like, oh, no, yeah. spending five, seven minutes more than the past three people in the yeah. room, like, you know, just knocking it out and, like, you know, and, and yeah, checking my schedule, like, you know, like, you know, after the fact, like, you know, be like, okay, it's shooting then and da 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 like, you know. And then, like, they're like, yeah, we're going to pass this on to the director. And, like, you know, they're like, no. Nah, <laughs> 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 like, are you serious? <laughs> but, but the people who then, the, the good thing is I just keep going out there. The people who are going to cast me are going to cast me. They're going to once they want me. And that's why I'm still around. That's why I really appreciate it. People do, like, you know, once they want you, once you really build a way. Like, Alexia, you can be the goofy, dumb like sexual yeah the idiot. sexually <laughs> idiot dumb dummy idiot laughy dopey no and you can be the freaking you know Stephen Merchant like you know <laughs> there you go I don't know that reference but I'll take it yeah um, do you know Stephen Merchant lanky white like okay. you know goof, goofy okay like, yeah absolutely you know, this you know, is all what bumbly. I get called this is all what I get called <laughs> you can be the bumbly white dude so hey, there you go I will always and take I bumbly guess white what guy. I am gonna be the intimidating like you know door guy or like the asshole this or like you know so yeah welcome welcome to, to Hollywood well, well, welcome to your sh your little nutshell you just like you know or your, your little bottleneck you go fit into every day so. yeah gotta get in where you fit in yeah and then abuse it and I say it I abuse the hell out of it so if you're gonna call me in for that cool I'll be the best one of that and then like I'll take your money I'll take your connections I'll go and like meet all the directors yeah. at your thing and you know and, and pass around my card to all the producers there and, and, and then leave there you go and that's it I'll use you just as much as you use me so. <laughs> wow he just broke down how acting works out there guys uh, dude well we've loved having you on the podcast uh, do you yeah. have anything uh, that you want to plug as far as like social media twitter facebook uh website or anything where people can check it i out. mean yeah I'm just on online gurusing.net and facebook etc guru thank you so much awesome thanks for coming bye bye